we're pleased to be joined by Jack Farrell for our weekly wine chat. And Jack, summer is here. Indeed it is, Steve. And uh, I was called by a friend a few days ago, and he has a new barbecue sauce he wanted me to try. You bring the wine. Well, those of you who listen to me occasionally know that my favorite wine to go with barbecue is Malbec. And we've talked about Malbec and how it put Argentina really on the wine map throughout the world because of its popularity. I thought to myself, we've never really talked about the home of Malbec, which is Cahors, France. And it's a fabulous place to visit. Uh, there's more things going on. It's the home of truffles and foie gras, so you know you get very, very good food there. But let's talk just for a minute about Cahors. Cahors, uh, the wine from there, is known as the black wine of Cahors because it's probably the darkest color red wine that's produced in France. And the Malbec that's produced in Coors is totally different from its Argentinian counterpart. Uh, it's denser, bigger, bolder, etc. Well, I brought the Cahors Chateau La Grisette uh, to the friend's barbecue ribs and his new sauce, and the marriage was made in heaven. It went perfectly with that barbecue sauce, and, and Malbec does that. But I'll never forget my introduction to Cahors. came actually here in Minnesota. A friend of mine, Dr. Glenn Nelson, uh, had just returned from France, and he went to visit Prince Heinrich of uh, Denmark in Cahors, and he brought a case of uh, Prince Henrik's Cahors with him, and he shared a bottle with me while I was smitten. And this is back in the early 80s, and of course we had to get some Cahors, and we had to get some of Prince Heinrich's Cahors, and Prince is no longer with us. Unfortunately, neither is my friend Dr. Nelson, but I remember that so fondly because it introduced me to Cahors, and I couldn't wait to find out about it. Cahors was famous long before Bordeaux. Uh, the wine of Cahors took travel very, very well. And a lot of the wines years and years ago in the 1600s and times like that didn't travel very well. But Cahors did because it was big and bold. And actually the trips improved the wine a bit. Uh, yeah, the wine was all sent down the Lot River till it got to Bordeaux, and then it was shipped out, and it was preferred by everybody to Bordeaux. Bordeaux didn't really come into its own till the late 1700s, and uh, where it began to eclipse Cahors. But Cahors was, is a medieval powerhouse city, and uh, for those of you that like to travel, boy, you'd love Cahors. Cahors is uh, located east of Bordeaux and west of the Rhone Valley, kind of in the middle there. In fact, it's halfway between the Atlantic Ocean and the Mediterranean Sea. And it, this Lot River runs east to west. And virtually, because it meanders so, it encircles the town of Cahors. In fact, they have a wonderful bridge going into the town of Cahors, uh, which is from the 13th century, and it's a fortified 13th century bridge. It was built in, finished, actually, in 1380. And it's called, <coughs> excuse me, 
the Valendre Bridge, and it's worth the trip to Coors just to see that bridge. Uh, in fact, Coors, the whole little town, is full of 13th century buildings, etc., and that was the heyday of Coors in the 13th century. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the French popes, uh, John the Twenty Second was from Cahors. In fact, one of the towers on that bridge is dedicated to him. But anyhow, the Lot River uh, meanders back and forth and uh, all along that through the years of eroding the land, etc., and dropping all sorts of soil and rocks uh, has created a wonderful environment for Malbec. Malbec, you know, was a blending grape in Bordeaux, one of ten allowed. But Malbec didn't do very well in Bordeaux because Bordeaux is decidedly damp, and Malbec thrives in a dry climate. In fact, the Mendoza Valley in Argentina, where it does best uh, in that country, is really a desert. And if it wasn't for the uh, runoff from the Andes Mountains uh, around Mendoza, it would be arid like being in the middle of the Sahara Desert because it's very, very dry. And so is Cahors, very, very dry. And therefore, uh, the Malbec thrived in Cahors. And of course, like anything else, uh, it went into an eclipse. And that eclipse wasn't really lifted until about the late 18, or 1980s, early 1990s, uh, when all sorts of people began to rediscover this wonderful area of France, Cahors. And uh, it really began to become popular again, because after that slip it fell into right through the 1980s, they just didn't do very well. But the reason was the wines were made rather coarsely. They weren't all like Prince Heinrich and could refine them so well. A lot of the wine was sold off to co-ops and inexpensive places like that. Uh, that really didn't do very much for the reputation of Cahors. And, however, again in the 1980s, 1990s, uh, people began to rediscover it. Other vineyards from around France uh, began to invest some money. And with money, technology, new winemakers, enter better winemakers, enter top technology, even Paul Hobbs, from California, who's a well-known winery owner and winemaker, has property now in Cahors. And they get riper, better fruit extraction out of the grape than they did before. And you get juicy wines rather than those coarse wines. And uh, they really are decidedly uh, indicative of the terroir in Cahors. And uh, like I say, the wines are big, bold, but they're uh, enough, you know, to match up to something like barbecue sauce. That real good barbecue sauce is sweet, spicy, and sometimes a little even hot, tangy. And uh, the wines at Cahors certainly do that. They do more than go with just barbecue. Uh, they go with so many things. It's a big, assertive, bold wine and goes with big, assertive, bold dishes. And that whole area, if you ever get the opportunity, I'd suggest you go and visit Cahors because it is remarkable. In fact, Cahors is the home of Sangerie ham, which goes for about 1400 bucks for a ham. It's the most expensive ham in the world and only has three ingredients, salt, yeast, and the ham itself. 
and it's the way it's aged that Sangerie is, if you go into the finest, finest French restaurants, and they'll have this dried ham, it's like prosciutto. Uh, it, it's hung and dried, and boy, I'll tell you, is it ever delicious, and it goes, of course, perfectly with Malbec. According to the Sangerie people, you're supposed to chew that ham 27 times to release its delicious flavor and saltiness, etc. And as I said, it pairs pretty well with a good glass of Cahors. But Cahors is not to be overlooked. Everybody today knows how popular and wonderful Malbec is. But if you stop and think about it, you should really go to the source. Uh, as I said, Malbec was developed here. It was developed a long time ago. Cahors was a powerhouse in the 12th through the 15th, 16th century. They're beautiful castles that have been converted into wonderful three-star hotels. Uh, the food is delicious. There's loads of good starred restaurants, and, and it's hard to get a bad meal. And as you wander through the little town of Cahors, you know, you see all these 13th century houses that were Vigneron's homes. In fact, the first level, our cellars, where you could imagine years ago rolling those big barrels into those cellars. And, of course, the bigger the house, the more successful the wine merchant. And so it's all been preserved, and it's like walking into a 13th century city. It is just picturesque and beautiful. You can sit in that main plaza, have a glass of Cahors, maybe some of that ham. Maybe you don't want that real Saint-Germain ham that's so expensive to have the others. It's, they're cheaper. But you really get a flavor of the home of Malbec. And you get to see one of the most interesting areas of France. The area is was peopled by the Celts originally, and the Romans, and there's Roman ruins there. There's ruins of a huge Roman amphitheater. So this was a, a big city uh, through Roman times and on through the 16th century. It was a very important outpost, well fortified, etc. And, uh, of course, the popularity really... Uh, did a lot for Malbec, and Malbec was very, very popular. As I said, it outsold Bordeaux because it traveled well. And today they're rediscovering uh, Cahors, and because of the popularity, they have to thank of the Argentinians developing Malbec as a varietal standalone in those desert areas in uh, the Mendoza Valley. And so I'm going to urge you all to try a little Cahors wine. The black wine of Cahors is going to have a comeback, and it's really worth seeking out because it is the Renemois, the very epitome, if you will, of what a good Malbec should taste like. Well, and, and Jack, uh, it just I learn so much each and every morning uh, on your weekly wine chat here on CCO, and I'm sure the good folks at Hasco's could help you find a great bottle of wine for Indeed, they can help you find anything. And with the popularity of rosés, this last week alone, we took in over 2,000 cases of rosés from different parts of the world. And I'm telling you, Haskell's will have four of them or five of them open today, this afternoon, to stop in and get your favorite rosé. makes a great aperitif. And, of course, if you want some uh, Cahors, they have Chateau La Grisette, too, which is, uh, again, one of the black wines of Cahors. And, you know, the folks at Haskell's 
We'll help you pick a wine that will indeed make the meal without breaking the bank. So stop in and see the folks at Haskell's. Tell them what you're going to fix. Give them your budget, and they'll put you in touch with something that will just make you very, very happy and please your pocketbook as well. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, in Excelsior, that's right at the Excelsior Dock, in Fairbowl, right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is really not to be missed. It's a huge, huge store. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturdays and Sundays. At Minnetonka, at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's, Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. Don't forget, Haskell's are the wine people, and they do deliver. Well, Jack, always a pleasure. Thank you. Steve, my pleasure. Nice to talk to you today. Denny Long is back next week on the program. Once again, Jack Farrell in our weekly wine chat. I always learn something new.